for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dodson. And joining us tonight is a, a, a familiar voice, a familiar face. If you listen to podcasts, if you listen to Never Not Funny or or any number of podcasts, uh, we have Mr. Dave Holmes here. Hello. How are you guys? We're good, Dave. I'm so happy uh, to be here. This is exciting because uh, Dave, uh, you uh, you have a book out right now. I do. Or it's upcoming out. It, I will. It'll in, drop in uh, a matter of, of days. It'll drop uh, the Tuesday after this airs. Oh boy! So if you're this listening so right crazy. now, so the 28th of June. 28th of June. Yes, thank you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, June 28th. You'll pre-order it right now. It'll be Stores right everywhere. Yeah. Right at your uh, right yeah, at your doorstep. That'd be on great. The 28th. Amazon and and Barnes and Noble bring that shit right to you. <laughs> they'll drone it. I don't know if they'll drone it yet. Do you have uh, Do you have Amazon Prime? I do have Amazon Prime. Is I like good? it. Will this be on Kindle? Uh, it, it, yeah, it will. It will also be on audiobook. Uh, I recorded, I read the book cover to cover just last week. What was that like? Uh, it was excruciating because, uh, I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm very, very happy yeah. with it, but I sort of put it aside for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I turned in and, and then it's, you know, and then there's, there's edits and there's copy edits and all that. So yeah. you got to read it a million mm-hmm. times and then it just goes away to a plant, mm-hmm. you know, to be bound and whatever. And you can't, you can't look at it anymore. And I didn't want to look at it anymore because right. I was, you know, I mean, you, you labor over a thing for a long time and it's like, it takes up a lot of your space. And, uh, and so then I got it back and I'm, I'm very happy with it. But like in each chapter, there was one thing where I was like, yep, I got a better joke for there, but I just didn't, you right. know, it took me giving it away now, to, to have it. You have know. you, uh, have you listened to your audiobook yet? Have you uh, done that yet? No, no, I won't. <laughs> I won't. That's too much. That's too much of me. I just, I, I would th- uh, like when you're reading, when you're reading your audiobook, uh-huh. how, many, how many mistakes? Are you a good cold reader? I'm, I'm an a, okay I'm a, cold reader. I'm a horrible yeah. reader to read out loud. Oh, really? I'm just not good. Yeah. No, I'm, that's, that's kind of, that is one thing that I'm able to do. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't. And also if I, if I mess something up, it's, it's, I did it in GarageBand in my own office. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cause I'm, cause it used to be Ben's studio in my office. My boyfriend yeah, is, yeah. A, is a composer and now ben he's Wise. taken over. Yes. He has uh, colonized our guest house and now that is his studio. I thought you were going to say just the rest of that house he's taken over yeah no i mean that's also true uh, actually our dog has but we uh my place used to my what is now my office used to be his studio and so it's all soundproof gotcha. and i will occasionally do my serious show from from the office so i've just kept all the soundproofing up and we have great mics and all that so i was just able to so save the travel time so like the the uh the publisher doesn't like hire a, a studio time for you and you go record it you just do it on you, your own uh, most of the time they do but i but because i do so much recording in my studio it was like it here's down. here's some of my stuff from Sirius, listen to it. If it's up to your specs, then I'll just do it from home because you know, it takes forever to get anywhere here. And like things are a little bit busy right now. And I didn't want to like, you know, it it would have been, I also didn't want to do it for like three solid days. I would would just die. That's just too much of my own voice. How long did it take you to do it on your own time? Probably, I mean, probably what would end up being three full days, but over the course of a couple of weeks. Okay, cool. Just when I, when I had an hour or two here or there, I would just go in and then, and then invariably I would like get the mic set up and I get, I take the collar off my dog. So it wouldn't be jingling around right, right. And, I, and like Ben would be off in his studio mm-hmm. doing his thing. And like, and I would start and like the helicopter looking for the fugitive <laughs> would descend into our neighborhood or the leaf blowers would start mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It was like, and I guess we're under a whole lot 
of flight pads that I didn't know anything about, but there, there were a lot of distractions. Well, my friend there. calls that the sweet sound of progress. Yeah, okay. Whenever that's happening. I'll buy that. Now, uh, this is a really, really great book to read. It's Thank really you. funny. Thank you. Your voice really comes Thanks. through. Thanks. And I, I was, I was like cracking up a ton. I mean, you don't really, you don't laugh out loud when you read a book, but yeah. I was really like mm-hmm. getting a kick out of your okay. stories. All I want from you is like a, huh. That's all. I, that's all I need for. Oh, you definitely message. got a couple of those. Just I have, a couple and, of those, and I have I have highlighted parts. Uh, oh, in here that made me do that. Okay, and, uh, good. Actually, when you walked to the car, I read one to Kyle. Oh, good. Because it just cracked good. it cracks me up so good. much. Thanks. Now we were supposed to uh, we were supposed to record this on Sunday. Yes, this past Sunday. That's correct. Which would have been the, uh, the I can't get my dates right. Here's the twelfth. Yes, yeah. the twelfth. And um, and you of course uh, texted me and said uh-huh. it would not be a good day. Yeah. For you to uh, to be here. Yeah. And it wasn't a good day for for anyone, anyone to be anywhere to be doing anything. Yeah, and uh, and this is because of the you know the the mass shooting that mm-hmm. happened in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, and um, not to not to turn it around to me, but uh, this this came to play at, at my house because um, my daughter Sarah, who's uh, she's going to be sixteen, uh-huh. her and her two friends, uh, her and two of her friends, they slept over at our house. And they were going to go to L.A. Pride on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And they've been planning that. this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then, you know, I get up. My, my wife and my other uh, daughter were out of town. They're, mm-hmm. they're out of the country. Mm-hmm. So I, dad wakes up. I get a shower. I turn on TV. And I was like, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So then I'm like, so I called her into the room. And mm-hmm. um, they had already known about it. And I said, I go, what do you, what, what do you think? What do you want to do? I mean, I, you know, I, you know. Personally, I didn't want them to go. I yeah. was nervous. Yeah. You know, and I told her, I go, I can, I can be, I'll be okay if, like, if I just said you can't go, I would be fine with you being mad at me for today or for a week. I can live with that. I said, but I couldn't live with, the, with, with it if I let you go and something mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. you know, God mm-hmm. forbid. So her and her friend, I let them talk about it and they decided that they really did want to go. Yeah. And I said, okay, just make sure, you know, the other two girls call their parents and that they know we're going. Right. So um, we get in the car and we drive there and I'm just about to exit Wilshire. Yeah. And one of the moms calls on my cell phone and says, no way. I can't. I, I've been thinking about it. I can't let it happen. Right. And that was right after they had discovered a guy right. trying to. Well, that's the real, that's the real problem. So, so how uh, relieved were you I was to very, have like a look, second. Let me tell you something. A second. I was like, the, I was like the king of the dads because first of all. I let them make their decision, even though in my head I'm like, oh man. Yeah. And um, so I was the cool dad because I, I let them, and, and I was going to take them, but I was very relieved when they couldn't go. Yeah, I, you know I what I mean. Totally it's understand. Just, I but, absolutely understand. And but I, I hate that because it's always that thing. Oh, but then then the terrorists have won, and right. I hate that too. So, but it's your kids. It's yeah. your kids. The, and I wasn't no, going to be with her. No. I was coming here to record. Right. So. And even if you had. What I can't do. Anything. You, what are you going to do if somebody no. has a bomb or, yeah. or whatever? Luckily, nothing like that happened. Yes. Uh, yeah. When when we found out about you know the guy with the car full of explosives yeah. and, and guns, Scary. that was that was unbelievably you know. I mean, it was terrifying, but it was also I, I do think I've crossed over into a period of numbness about yeah. that kind of thing. Like, which is like bad. Today, which by is the way, sad. It took me twelve hours to be like. What, what an alligator ate a kid? Like I, I read that Man. fifty times today, and I was like, "Huh? How about that?" Yeah. And then it, honestly, it took me all for that to cut through the fog mm-hmm. of yeah. all the other horror in mm-hmm. my brain. A fu- at, at a Disney resort, an alligator ate a kid. We were just we were talking about that before you got here. 
that family will never be able to even see the Disney logo. No. I mean, uh, I mean, it's the, just, and, uh, yeah. Or, and it's, that's an accident. That's, that's, uh, that, I mean, that's, well, there was nothing, that's a freak there was nothing accident. that could have been done. No. And when they were like last night, when they were like, we're, we're searching for the kid, I'm just like searching. He's not alive. You yeah. Know? And they're like, yeah. We're holding out hope. I'm like, guys, oh, no. yeah. really? But I mean, but you have to find, you have to find. I know. The kid. But they, they found said, the kid, didn't they? Yeah, and they said that he wasn't like. They think the they think alligator they, dragged him under, drowned it, and then um, and then just slapped. went on. Didn't didn't eat the kid. Which, I mean, I don't. There's no Jesus. There's okay. no good scenario. No, there's really the none kid of it's good. unless the kid is a superhero and yeah, beats up the none of it's. But good. I can't even imagine the dad. You see it. You go, and then you're, and then it's just like you must have been the shock that you must. Oh God, yeah. I mean, crazy. I mean, it takes me if somebody like cuts me off or whatever. It takes me so long to find my horn. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just I get so flustered. Like in, in anything remotely resembling yeah. a, an emergency, I'm like, wait, where is? It? Oh, it's in the center of my. You know, I mean, it couldn't. It's the bullseye that's yeah. right in front of me. But it takes me forever to like get it together enough to hit the thing. Yeah. So yeah, if like I I would like to think that I would react differently if it mm. were. I mean, I don't have kids, but like, right. even if it were my it dog, like dog, if, somebody, yeah. if somebody's like, if another dog is sort of too aggressive to mine, yeah. then like I, I act sort of quickly, but I yeah. mean, an alligator, nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. I, it's not like, it's not a coyote. It's not a dog. It's, no. it's, it's just, it's a killing machine. It's a killing machine. So, yeah. It's pure muscle and teeth. Uh, yeah, exactly. Teeth. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't decide tooth. whether they're saying teeth or tooth. So I said teeth. Tooth. What, um, so what did you. Now you 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 write uh, for Esquire. I do online or uh, online and the magazine and, yeah. and the magazine. Uh-huh. I'm not belittling. No your, no no. Your, your no online is, is so where did, it's at right now. But did, but it's also it's nice to get in print every now and then. Can we be honest? Right, I'm holding it right here. There Look we go. This. If Boom. this was only Kindle, you'd be disappointed. I, it would be a little bit of a disappointment. To hold sure. it physically, to open yeah. up the, a box of books, you open like, it up and smell it. Look what I did! What a thing! Uh, so, what did you? What did you have to do on? Did you have well, to report on Sunday? Uh, I did, yeah. And and I, you know, I woke up and and really every day, uh, like there's a there's a, a chat room mm-hmm. that's all the people because you know, most are in the office, but some are kind of scattered, and uh, and it's you know, I just like that's kind of how I catch up with the news of the yeah. day. And then generally, if there's something to be written about it, somebody will you know will claim it or whatever. Um, I'm a, a little bit on the, on the gay beat, mm-hmm. you know, at Esquire. So I, I kind of felt as though I needed to write something. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, the, the bummer is that in times like that, it's actually very easy. Like that's you, what you're feeling is a very like clean and obvious thing. Like, yeah. you know, cause the, the, it's right, it's right there. The it's year. right there. And it's, you know, and it, you know, my lived experience kind of, you know, I, I gives me a perspective on mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and yeah, and so I just sort of wrote something quickly and then I, and then I wanted to go, I, I of course wanted to go to the parade, but I also wanted to go and get some pictures and, and do some reporting yeah. from there. But it was, to be honest with you, I mean, it was, it was a parade and, and it was so, things had happened so quickly that yeah. it was like, people didn't quite know how to respond. There were yeah. a few, you know, yo soy Orlando signs or yeah. whatever. Um, but it, it, you know, not too many people really directly addressed it. Yeah. It really wasn't until the next day we went out, uh, on the so east you, side. So you went to LA day. Pride on Sunday? I did, yeah. What, yeah. And, and were people, were people having fun? I mean, it's... Oh, wait, it was Sunday when it happened, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it was later when we got to, uh, to east side. Yeah, no, people were having fun, you know? Okay. Yeah, of course. Um... But I, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it was a little more somber. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, parades are weird things. Yeah. But uh, but over on the east side, they were uh, at Akbar. They were taking up a collection, and the owner when they they open up the uh, on on like warm Sunday afternoons, they will uh, they'll open up their 
uh, parking lot yeah. and, and make it like an outside in, inside outside bar. And uh, and the owner came out and like read a speech and and really like ev- people got em- emotional. Like it was wow. you know it's easy to it, it's horrifying. Like I said, you do get numb. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's easy to sort of you know, to just sort of get angry. And then, and then, you, you know, you show up at a parade and you hear some disco and you kind of forget right. about it for a minute. But yeah. I, so I'm, I'm glad that we, that we showed up somewhere and somebody kind of like brought us back to reality. It's, it's the thing about it is, especially now that we know that this guy might have been a gay guy himself, yeah. but just kind of intensely fucked up by yeah. religion and mental illness and yep. whatever. Um, it's, you know, this is a thing that like, that is that is frightening. Like yeah. this is it's people like that can get their hands on guns yeah. that can just mow an entire room full of people down in seconds. And, and that's and, and that's also a reason why it, it's it's. I mean, it's gotten. I mean, it's gotten way better, mm-hmm. but it's still not to the point to where this guy was able to feel. Hey, lots of people are gay. Lots right. of people are straight. Right. This is fine. Right. Right. It's still not there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not. We're not there yet. And, and to be honest with you, this, it happened in, uh, what was already my gayest summer ever. You know what I mean? Like this is, <laughs> this is, I'm mean? going through a kind of a second adolescence right now. Okay. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of men my age mm-hmm. are, and I think it's a thing that's not uncommon Okay. because most of us don't have kids. Right. We're at the age now where like a lot of our straight friends are starting to have kids mm-hmm. or settle down or like, or, you know, move back to where they came from or right. whatever. And, uh, and it, and it's like, I have found, and I, and I think also all of my fucked up hangups about being gay, yeah. that the book details excruciatingly, like I, I'm pretty much past now, um, and long overdue, but like, I'm, I'm at a stage now where I'm, I'm much more comfortable with myself. And, and I, and that is also a thing that a lot of guys my age are feeling. So we're spending a lot of time together and we're going out and like carousing and like we're, you know what I mean? And we're like, and we're writing, we're writing things about our own experience where like 10, 15 years ago, we would have kind of, it would have been, we would have hinted at it or we would have been like, eh, let's not be too gay with this thing or Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Now it's like, no, let's fucking tell our story. Let's be, you know, let's be as gay as we can. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's address our own experience as directly as possible. Straight people that don't feel comfortable telling their story. So everyone should be absolutely this free. Everyone should have their gayest summer ever. Here's in their own way. Here's, um, here's my thing with, um, with, uh, this is, this is, uh, this, I cannot get this thing out of my head when like, like when someone, when I found out that you were gay, Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were gay Mm -hmm. and and who cares? Right. But like the first thing when they go, Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's Dave and his uh, boyfriend. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know Dave was gay, Mm -hmm. but why do I even have to think that? Right. I don't even have to think, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I just wanted to be, I wanted to get past all this to where it's, and it wasn't a thing, right? But it was. But I did. But I did. And I might have said I it out think, loud. I might yeah. have said it out loud. I didn't know. Dave, but you yeah. don't say. Oh, I didn't know Pat was straight. I mean, it's no, because you know that's I mean? a default thing. I know. You know? But it's. Just, but it, it's. I. I. I'm, I don't take that personally. What. What I. It's. It's as though it was like. Oh, uh, you didn't know Dave was Canadian or whatever. Okay. Just like. Just All something right. where it's like. It's not that. I didn't know Dave owned a dog. Different or yeah, <laughs> stuff right. like that. Like that's okay. fine. Oh, okay. It feels mildly different, surprising though. fans. The thing that bothers me though. Mm-hmm. Is that like ten years ago? I would have been like awesome, like you know. I I, I thought you I would have been, been that you, I you, that I thought that there was some value in passing as straight. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Or or in like somebody being mildly surprised to know. Yeah. Or not just totally presenting that way. Mm-hmm. Like that made me better 
or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think I ever thought that out loud, but like that for sure was the subtext of a lot of my, well, my you know, I grew up shitty in, thinking. I grew up in small town Pennsylvania. So I think, uh, and my, 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 uh, my mother's, uh, bro- my uncle Richard, he was gay uh-huh. and him and his, his, his guys were very flamboyant. Sure. Like they wanted you to know that they were gay. Like yeah. they all carried purses and it was like, yeah. it was like crazy over the top. Yeah. And it was like, uh, well, and, you know, okay, good for them. They, yeah. they, they didn't, they didn't care, you yeah. know, and, and they shouldn't. Yeah. But um, now I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Where I think before I was terrified of that. Right. You know, now I think it's like, it's, it, it's, it, it takes such strength, mm-hmm. especially along, you know, like in years past, like yeah. in the last few years, it's, you know, we're mm-hmm. in a post glee world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's kind of cool now. And you live in, and you live in pretty much one of the, one of the couple of spots in the country where. Yeah everything's fine. Yeah, We're exactly. Close to fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we, uh, a bunch of us, a bunch of us who are now teenagers again, went out to, uh, to Palm Springs, uh, for Memorial day weekend right. and just straight up like did the strip and just like sat down and talked to people, like found like guys in their seventies and were yeah. just like, let's have a drink and talk, you know? Now, the and, difference and was that you guys, you got tired quick. You still got tired because you're older. Uh, strangely enough, no. And that's <laughs> no, the thing. Is you like, got in I've the got mind, this you got weird in the kind mindset. of energy. The hangovers are much worse. I will tell you that. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I've got a weird, I've got a weird second wind and, and it's like, and, and, and I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad that that's happening now yeah. because I think that this summer mm-hmm. is a really important time for us all to like, to build a strong community. Yeah. You know what I mean? To like really, you know, AIDS is not over, but yeah. it's controllable, you know, and, and, and we can get married and in most places we can adopt kids yeah. and, in not too not enough states were free of discrimination, yeah. but it's like we're we can really build on now on what we lost, uh, you know, starting from 1981. Now yeah. it's time to really like re rebuild, yeah. you know, and be stronger than ever. And uh, so I don't know. I, I feel I feel like you fucking unleash some gay people on gun control. <laughs> forget it. I mean, forget it. Right. We're going to have some rules now. I, I hope so. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm one of those people that I get, when one of these things happens, I'm, I'm tweeting, I'm posting, I'm so mad. Yeah. And then, and then I watch all the talk show hosts this week, you know, do their, their thing at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone then posting, how great was Fallon? How great was Conan? How great mm-hmm. was Samantha B? And then I like said to myself, you know what? At the end of the day, that's pretty much equal to thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Because I want these people, I want, Jimmy Fallon has 41 million Twitter followers and Conan has 21 million. I want them to start using their high profile, uh, you know, power Mm -hmm. to, to really make change. Mm -hmm. It's fine to hear them say, and and you're like, yeah, that's how I feel too. But I wrote letters yesterday. First time ever. Mm -hmm. Every time I'm like, I'm going to do, and and then finally I'm like, you know what? Now I got to do this. Yeah. I got to do it. Yeah. And it was easy. You Google who your senators are. It's Mm -hmm. a piece of cake. I sent three letters and I'm just, but everyone, like, could you imagine if 41 million Twitter followers all wrote a letter? Right. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Made a phone call. Yes. It's anything. So I just, I mean, I always read about, you know, I'm just throwing names out like Angelina Jolie or George Clooney and they go to third world countries and they start a freshwater campaign and they do all this yeah. stuff. Uh, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, well, don't do that over there. Focus on this country. I'm saying, yeah, you do that. But then the people that aren't doing anything, how about you guys start do, yeah. doing some, let's build something. Some, yes. Let's build something this summer. 
We're As supposed the hold to steady tells us. Right, there you go. Yes, it's one of my favorite songs. So, all right. Well, look, we we got into some uh, some issues here. We usually don't do that, but it's yeah. but it's related. But how could you not? How could it, you not? And I it's mean, related it's, to like, your we life. We should be talking about this all of right. the time, all and, of the time. And it's related to your life. It is related to my and life. And it's your book is about your life. That could have been me in that bar. You know, I could have been any number of people it, I knew. Exactly, and uh, without a doubt. Yeah, and the thing that really got me. Uh, you know, like I said, it was, it's, it's easy to just kind of be like, uh, oh, well, here it goes. And then just kind of, you know, get to work and write mm-hmm. a thing and go to the parade and whatever. The other day, uh, I saw a video of like one of the kids, uh, ran a, like a roller coaster mm-hmm. or whatever at the Harry Potter park okay. in, uh, in Orlando. Yeah. And so they had a vigil for him there and everyone raised their wands and like, I guess he was a Gryffindor or whatever. And it was just like, God, Damn it! Like that—that that yeah. is that for whatever reason is the thing. That well, just I mean, like every me. one of those people had a story. There, there was no one in that that bar where they like, that that guy was bad. So <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. he had it coming anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's no stories like that. No. They're at a, they're having fun. Yeah, dancing. Yeah, with their for friends. a sip and a twirl, and with it's their like, and somebody comes in with a with a assault rifle. Yeah, or well, whatever. It is. I, my daughter and I went to see a, a movie last week, and the guy sitting next to us had a full backpack in his lap the whole time. Boo. And if you don't think that I watched him more than the movie, of you're course. wrong. Of course like, you did. What the fuck is this guy doing? Of course you did. He didn't, and he didn't reach in it and pull snacks out and stuff. Yeah. He just had it there. And I'm yeah. like, how does you, how do you even get to bring that in? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Right. Because you know, no one said I got to look in that backpack. No yeah. way they did. Of course not. Of course not. All right. Yeah. It's uh that's it's our nice. show. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The book is party of one. Yes. And what I love about it, it's a, a memoir in 21 songs. Yes. Each of your chapters starts with a, a song title. Yes, that is correct. Now, you're, you're checking your wand. Do you want to talk about that now? No. No, not After. yet. After. Yeah. Later. Yeah, okay. later. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. All right. No problem. Uh, I had a member of the Go-Go's on here, Kathy Valentine. Yeah. And whenever I would play a Go-Go song, she would, uh, she would play Words with Friends. Is that true? Yeah, and I would say, well, how come, what do you, and I just say, I go, what are yeah. you doing? She goes, I'm yeah. playing Words with Friends. She goes, I go, but I'm playing, she goes, I don't even care. I don't yeah. even care about it. She goes, when you She's get, heard it. When you get to my, she goes, no, she goes, when you get to my new music, yeah. then then I'll listen. Okay. Yeah, All right. Not, not fond of the Go-Go's. Oh, wow. Okay. I uh, I know her a little bit through Twitter. She, she was, was great. had coffee a couple of times. She's, uh, she's lovely. She's great. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I loved her too. She yeah. showed up here like, and she, as soon as she got here, she goes, okay, I got to call my friend and tell her I'm okay. Because yeah. she didn't know where she was coming. Uh-huh. I give her an address. Not. I go, yeah. hey, I didn't go through people. I went directly through her. And she goes, yeah, yeah I'll do it. Yeah. So it was, awesome. it was funny. So she takes the, no guff, that one. No, no. She could have kicked uh, my ass and Kyle's. Sure. Um, first chapter, Go Your Own Way. Yes. The Fleetwood Mac song? The Fleetwood Mac song, Let's just yeah. hear a little bit of it. Sure, why not? I don't know if we'll hear all 21 songs because we're talking so much, but we are we'll try. There's so many Batman logos in my life right now. <laughs> you, your shirt and your thing. I know. Yeah. Iron Man's on this computer. Oh, yeah? This song never gets old. Ever. Never. None of it That, that whole, I mean, I know. I'm not saying anything new, but that whole album is, of course, spectacular. I'm not a fan of O Daddy. 
Uh, I'm okay with it. That's the one, though, if I was going to fast forward one. Yeah, okay. I might skip that but one. But in, you know, but in, in the context. In the context, yeah. I love, an, I love the album experience. Yeah, me too. That's how I listen to all my music. Yeah. I, 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 people know from listening to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have physical CDs, and in the morning I go through, I look through, I grab one, and that's what I listen to in the car, top to bottom. Very nice. For the whole day. Very nice. What is it now? Today? Yeah. Uh, the Monkey's Headquarters. Ah, that's a good one. That's what I've been oh, listening like to all day a lot. Long. Yeah. I like that one a lot. That's the third album, Kyle. That's the first one where they really all play on the album and write the oh, songs. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. So, Dave, go your own way. Tell yeah. us a little bit about, without, without ruining the book for people. Yeah. We don't want you to ruin, we want people sure. to read the book, but right. go your own way. Tell us a little bit yeah. of what's going on here. That's a very, well, in, in the book, it's the, the, sometimes the chapters are about the songs or the, the song plays a role. And sometimes it's just like the title yes. kind of illuminates a theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, the first chapter, which is called Go Your Own Way, uh, sort of sets the stage of me as like a, a young kid, seven or eight years old, in kind of a sportsy family in very Catholic, very conservative St. Louis and just no, no interest in any of the things that I was supposed to like. And, uh, but a very strong interest in pop culture and music and in, and in movies and TV and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and, and also like the, the sort of like the, the seed of the realization that I, that I liked boys a lot. What age would that have been for you? I would have been first grade ish. So whatever that is. Seven. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty common story. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And, um, Okay, I'd say it's perfect. about the age. I and didn't come out at age seven. And I'm I uh, I but I didn't I'm, start dating until much later. I uh, ca- I raised Catholic, small town mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Sports, 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 sports. I'm yeah. not into any of that. I like music and all uh-huh. that stuff. And the uh, the difference probably the only difference between you and me. Huh? I like girls. There you go. It's the only difference. There you go. Couldn't get any, but I liked them. Well, listen, I couldn't get boys either for a very long time. No, because well, you you could you couldn't. What are you going to do? Yeah, you couldn't have. Yeah, no, it's true. In high school, what was I going to do? Yeah. What was I really going to do? And that sucks. Yeah, it, it does a little bit. It's different now. It's really, di- I mean, I'm I hope really, it's different now. It really, and, and you know, and with uh, my daughter and all her friends, I really have, um, I'm really excited about the future because these kids are really, they're in tune with, uh, you know, what do I want to say? With, um, Kyle, help me. Like, the, issues. Like issues, yeah. They, they yeah. Can't, I mean, yeah. when I was 15, Freaking give a shit, right? I don't care what's oh, going God, on. Yeah. No, she's watching the election stuff, mm-hmm. and they're 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 into everything. And I'm sure. like, this is great. Is that is that today or is that Los Angeles? Like, is it is it the time or the place? Well, now that you say that, maybe it's you know? a little bit. The place maybe could have something to do with it. May, but 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 maybe because of social media, mm-hmm. everyone is more connected. Sure. Sure. So yeah. who knows? I think that's true. All right. I think that's true. Okay. All right. Well, that was that yeah. was quick on chapter one. That's okay yeah. though, because that's exactly think, that's exactly what I you don't want. think we said the title of the book. I did. I said you party. Did. party oh, one. okay. You did. Okay. Party I made one. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Party one. This is like a real book. I would have corrected this is you. This, this is he didn't self publish this. No, I know. He didn't print these up in his basement. <laughs> nope. Did you print these up in the basement? I did not print them up in the basement. No. By the way, uh, Dave has signed um, has signed uh, I have six copies. One will go immediately go to the person who won the Rock Solid Autograph Club to benefit Smile Train, and then the other five uh, I'll figure out a trivia question. Maybe Dave will give me something, and uh, I will tweet that out, and then we'll uh, we'll do this. We'll give these away. I love it's a beautiful it. book too. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'm very happy with the cover. The, the texture, the, the slip doesn't jacket. Doesn't it feel good? It really does. It feels really good. And you're going to read this, and this is no this is no slight to the book. You're going to read this thing. In, in, in a day, if you want, because it's so much fun to it's a read. Beach read. Get this on the buy, buy this. this at the airport and read this on the plane. Oh people. my god! Oh my god! I when you walk, thought about the when idea you walk through the airport, through an airport and you see it, 
Are you I, just going to stand by? I don't know what selfie, I'm going to do. I don't yourself. know what I'm going to do. And that's the thing. I've been like, it's been a really busy year. Mm -hmm. And so now this, it's starting to like happen. And it's right. been very far off for a very long time. Now it's like any day now. Right. And I just haven't thought about like the basic things, yeah. you know, like what I'm going to read at a reading or anything like that. I don't know. What, um, how long did it take for you to write this book? Uh, about a year. About a year. And, and what was your process? How, how uh, did you write every day? Or, procrastinate or? and panic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then like get a bunch of shit done right before a de or right after a deadline. <laughs> uh, I did, I did something that I'm really happy about, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I got away twice. And, uh, once was the month of January I spent in Chicago Okay, because I was like, I, I want to go somewhere where I don't really know anybody. I have like three friends from high school. You who spent the in, whole month there. Spent the whole month there. Uh, I subletted, uh, a no place. dog and no Ben, no dog, no Ben. Okay. Uh, I came back once to do a show, but mm. other than that, I was there for All a right. whole month and I wanted to be somewhere where I like, I knew a couple of people. So like if I went bananas, I could go out, but if, uh, but for the rest of the time, I wanted it to be too cold for me to do anything, right. but like sit and write. And so I did. And, and I, I got a lot of work done there. I also got a lot of like whiskey drinking done at mm. like three in the afternoon, right. which is fine. It was it, like in the winter. In Those Chicago, are my favorite chapters, totally. the whiskey chapters. Oh, good. You, I can tell. I can, <laughs> you tell. can tell. Now that you say it, I, I slur can tell. My, my typing. Um, and then, uh, and then when I was finishing up my second draft, mm -hmm. uh, it was August or September and I went to Palm Springs for a couple of weeks okay. where it was just like blazing hot and like you, you can't do anything again except like sit inside and just well, get it done. My wife has written two screenwriting books that are right over there and, oh, that's, yeah. uh, and that's where she, she went to Palm Springs a couple of times to, really? to get some work done. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a really good thing. And it, you just have to kind of change your surroundings, you know, and yeah. be around people you don't know and you get inspired. Yeah. And also panic will, will inspire you as and well. You, and you did it because I'm holding it. I did it. All I right. Did let, it. I also had it. a really good editor who stayed on my case. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That, yeah. that helps he was a lot. Really smart. Uh, Kyle, let's hear a little bit of, uh, of uh, the uh, chapter two, Hungry Heart. I assume this is the Springsteen song. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That was my introduction to uh, Springsteen. That yeah. was the first Springsteen album I bought. Was the River? Okay, it's still uh, it's still my. I think it's still one of my favorites. Do you Maybe. have older brothers? <sighs> yes, uh, Kyle was my nephew. So oh, okay. his his uh, his dad is my older brother. Uh huh. But my older brother listened to like he listens to like shitty like Andy Williams. Andy Williams. Perry Como, like, Perry, he does not. Yeah. 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 No. Because he whatever doesn't. music. How old is he? He's he's six years older than me. But you would think he was eighty. Yeah. yeah, because whatever when he was he, he was raised by my mom and 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 the grandmothers, and so whatever they listened to, uh -huh. whatever my grandmothers were listened to, that's what he got into. That's kind of sweet in a way. <laughs> yeah, like but, I kind of I'm creeped out by it, and I like it. But like, <laughs> but like if you played anything, it's weird. Like you play anything that was right in his wheelhouse for his age. Yeah, he'll be like, nah. oh wow, Zeppelin. Nah. 
You know, oh, it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's real crazy. That's real crazy. Because th this chapter is very much about my older brothers who really got me into music. All I wanted to do was be like them. Uh -huh. And, uh, and how they, many, how many siblings do you have? I have two older brothers who okay. are eight and 10 years older. Right. So they, uh, they were like in college at kind of the golden age yeah. of college music, with mm. the clash and, you know, yeah. and, uh, and the specials and the English beat and all this stuff. So they would come home with records that were just like amazing. And, and I, and I would, when, whenever they would leave and they didn't, you know, and, and they didn't know that I was grabbing them, but I would grab them and put them on my shitty Mickey Mouse, you know, turntable and right. listen to them and like learn every word and ruin them and ruin them probably. Yeah. In some way that I was never With able that to heavy, figure out. Bad, bad, heavy needle. Yeah. Bad, heavy needle probably. Um, but I mean, listen, this, the, the reduction in sound quality is not a thing anyone would notice. It was just, you don't want your little brother grabbing right, your right. stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was, uh, and they, and they both like revered Springsteen. Okay. Like I grew up in a house where, I mean, he was, he was Top of the heap. I was actually, I was born in New Jersey. So we lived in New Jersey until okay. I was like five-ish. And I think that was, and then where did that you left move, a mark on Where did you move after that? Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis is a good town. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. It's, you know, unless you're, unless you're not white. No, that's true. Yeah. So in this book, you talk, this is where there's music all over this book. He talks about XTC and uh -huh, U2. Uh -huh. And at the end of this chapter, there's an interlude where you have uh, Donna Summer, Eric Clapton, Dan Fogelberg. I love that Dan Fogelberg. Um, Hart. I love Dan Fogelberg too. I'm in, yeah. a, I'm in a kick right now. And the only person I know that loves him the way I really love him, well, you obviously now, but yeah. is Pardo. Okay. So like the other day, yeah, I would absolutely buy that. The other day, I, I texted Jimmy and go, have you ever heard this song from High Country Snows? I've never heard this song before. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, I have it on my phone. And then he texted me again. He goes, to be honest, I have 90 Dan Fogelberg songs on my phone. Yeah. And then he texted me again. He goes, to be honest, I have more Dan Fogelberg songs on my phone right now than any other artist. Yeah, so yeah. He's good. I get it. Never got to see him. Um, uh, hard Rock to in say. Peace. Rock in Peace, Dan Fogelberg. Mm. Yeah, hard to say. Rock in Peace, That's Dan what we Fogelberg. say. We say when people are I dead. like that. Which brings me to chapter three, Rock in Peace Prince. Oh. Let's go crazy. The love of God. And that was drugs. Yeah. That's the most tragic drugs. thing. That it's so like banal, you know? Like he's, he was this like, like celestial creature I know. of music. He never seemed and, like, to change physically either. He yeah. always looked amazing. Like I would have thought he will be alive Till he's 90. Can I tell you something? I, um, April Richardson and, uh, Aaron Gibson had a, uh, had like a party when David Bowie died. They yeah. didn't have a party when David Bowie died, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, they had, they had like a, a tribute sort of like, dance, dance, dance party yeah. thing. Chip Pope yep. DJed. And I talked to Chip that night and I remember, cause it was so incomprehensible that yeah. David Bowie would not be alive. Right. No, I thought, again, crazy. I thought he would, I mean, he got cancer, but right. I thought he would outlast still, all his contemporaries. Yeah. It just, yeah, it all happened so fast. Yeah. And I remember saying this to Chip and I was like, so I guess someday Prince is going to die. Oh, you did it. I think I did it. That's I think terrible. I, I, I partoed it. Mm. I mentioned him and now he's dead. But, but it, but it's it, like, that was the first time that I had ever thought about that. And the only other, the only person other than Bowie who was like, that was Prince, yeah. you know, like, there's nobody like everybody else. You, they're getting old. And they're going to, and die. The, the output of music and this changing yes. of styles. Yes. And, I mean, and just now having seen him at the forum, I guess not just now, a couple of years yeah. ago, seeing him at the forum when he did the, uh, the, the residency. Yeah. I mean, he was like, yeah, he was unbelievably youthful and sharp and the band was so tight yeah. and he went on for like four hours. Crazy. Yeah. Just absolutely insane. I, and I, and I think it's, I mean, maybe this is, I'm just being naive, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's because he wasn't a drugs guy that drugs got him in the end. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. he didn't, ha he wasn't Keith Richards no. who will live to be 120. I know. You know what I mean? It, it was like, he got, he got, you know, the, the shit that you can get with a prescription is just so heavy and so brutal on your body. Yeah. And if you like try to kick it, your body kind of falls apart. And then, 
you know, you take the dose that you took before and you, your body can't handle it and whatever. I mean, it's just yeah, And then like, you need more and, yeah. and the doctor gave it to you. So it's fine. Of course. Right. Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. I know. Yeah. Just absolutely awful. So there was another, uh, another Prince dance party just weeks later. Yeah. So, and tell me, Oof. so what's in the, uh, what's in the chapter of let's go. Crazy? Oh, let's go crazy is about, uh, is about my experience in junior high which I, which I got into in like 1984, right around the, mm-hmm. the Purple Rain time. And, uh, and there was a small, I went to an all boys school and there was like a small group of us. There was a huge bunch of us that, that you know, would like go and throw balls and tackle each you other. You went to an all boys school? I did. That's a like candy store. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> because you're gay. Yeah. Oh, but there's also the candy store that kind of comes into it. Oh, okay. Because there there was a place called the candy store. I was making a funny. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But that actually relates to the thing because there was there was like a thing called the candy store. Oh, and really? It was, yeah. It was like a, a little office, mm-hmm. and there and there was like a uh, like a, a, a you could they would sell like snowballs and Twinkies oh, yeah, yeah, okay. and sodas and whatever. Yeah. And so like the five of us who didn't want to go and like play sports would go in there because like there was a boom box and we could put in cassettes and we could like talk about music and whatever. It was our sort mm-hmm. of little refuge. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, all of those boys, many of those boys end up being homosexuals mm-hmm. in later life also, but not all. And uh, so that's what I thought you were referring to. But yes, an all boys Catholic school where everyone's in coat and tie. Yes. <laughs> My type was set there. Everyone sure. was dressed like Angus Young. Uh, no, 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 short no, it was more of a dead poet society yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Angus Young could not have less of a sexual impact <laughs> yes, on me. I you know agree. what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like you would think with the uniform, it would trigger is it, something. Is it the hat? It could be the hat. It could be that he's, you know, that he's just like a, a, a hobbit, essentially. I don't know. He, I, I don't know. He just doesn't, nobody in ACDC, they just all seem like they're from Middle Earth. When, uh, when I was in college, I went to a, I went to a Catholic college and yeah, the first, so my, I. my freshman year, it was all guys. Yeah. But, but we knew that sophomore year, uh, well, I knew sophomore year it was, there were girls were going to come in uh-huh. and then sophomore year was like 80% guys and 20% girls. And of the 20% of girls, there's like 3% that were cute. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't going to get one of them because yeah. there was 80% of ratio was all yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better looking guys than me. But my, uh, my, my great friend, he's still my great friend, uh, Tim Gettler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a gorgeous girlfriend, like a model. And she went to like the sister school. Yeah. And, uh, and Tim in his, uh, in his room at college, he would put uh, draperies up and he would have, uh, he would have, um, he would wear a purple robe and he would give himself facials and he would, I never thought anything about this. Yeah. Nothing about it. Yeah. Because he's got this dynamite looking girlfriend. Sure. He got her pregnant uh, sophomore year, uh-huh. and he left school, and then they moved back to his hometown in, in small town Pennsylvania, uh-huh. and he went to another school, and they got married, and they had a kid, and then they had another kid, and then I move out here in 95, and he writes me a letter. Yeah. And the letter says, he said, well, he says, because he, I, I uh, at that time, I was just started to date Pilar, uh-huh. and I let her read the letter, and I got big points on this, because he said, he said, of all the people I know, I knew that you wouldn't judge me and you wouldn't care, but I wanted you to know yeah. that I'm gay yeah. and Chris and I are getting a divorce uh-huh. and everything's cool and everything's fine. And then he, um, and then he's been with his partner, Scott, for over 21 years. Wow. And um, yeah, but like the signs, like Holy if you said, cow. who's gay on this floor? Mm-hmm. I guess it was Tim because he had the drapes and purple robe and no one else had, you know, right. and so fashionable, so yeah. clothing like, Every week, yeah, he, but he'd it was have, you know what again. Yeah. It was the eighties. Like think a thing it, the, of the it. rules did not apply. No, no, we just didn't. We didn't think. We didn't know about Boy George. 
Right, right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we weren't sure whether boy George was right. gay. Yeah. Or George Michael, you right. know? Uh, and like Prince, Prince throughout his career could get away with wearing anything that he yep. wanted to yep. and being, you know, as I mean, like look at his album covers. They're ridiculous yes, they across are. the board. Ridiculous. Um, but I mean, but he, he transcends, he transcends sexuality. We just weren't thinking in those terms. No, we at weren't. The time. And at the time and this, I'm probably skipping ahead, but, but I, uh, at this all boys school had a, had a good friend who I, uh, had a massive crush on and, and just followed around awfully. And, and what today would be absolutely recognizable as like a young gay kid with a crush on his straight best friend mm-hmm. it was just like at the time it was just kind of like, Oh, eh, well, not a thing. Dave sure likes him a lot, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, it just, you know, so I was, I guess I was able to sort of defer any, any thoughts about, you know, my sexual identity until yeah. later. I was like kind of able to punt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a sports reference. Kids <laughs> uh, these days got to figure it out a little bit earlier or, or explore, which is kind of great too, I guess. Let's hear a, a great song that I had actually forgotten about because I hadn't heard it for so long. Yeah. Uh, chapter four, this is Wham, The Edge of Heaven. Oh, I so forgot about this song. It's a great song. It is. Yeah. I'm so glad you made this playlist. Of course. Come on. So great. So great. And like, and we had just gotten wham and then they went away. I know. You know what I mean? It was like, you just, you guys, you guys just got here. What do you mean? And then, and then George Michael really didn't continue to produce great pop music. Uh, well, I mean, there, I mean, there were two great albums. Yes. And then, but I mean, he didn't have that longevity that you would have thought he would have had. I mean, Madonna still makes music. You, you would wish that George Michael would still be. I think he still does. It's just, we don't know. We don't get it. Yeah. I mean, he's huge in Europe, obviously. And, and he doesn't need to. No. And, and you know what? He had some issues, you know, like he had to, he had to figure some shit out for himself, you know? Do some cruising in some parks. You know what I mean? Get busted for weed a million times. I know. Uh, poor man. But yeah, I mean, that was that was a great summer for music, as I recall. I mean, yeah. It was the summer of 86. I think so, yeah. Yeah, what something like that. Yeah. Crowded yeah, House 86. came out in 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Bush, I guess, was 85. I was listening to some good shit at the time. Uh, yeah, that was right in the middle of high school. Uh, that chapter takes place at like an artsy kid's uh, summer school that mm-hmm. I went to. And... Uh, disaster ensues but i'm not gonna get into <laughs> no, it no because we, we, we gotta read the book read that. i want to play can't give you everything i didn't i've never heard this song before and i love this song this is uh this is chapter five uh, drifting and falling by ah, the ocean blue that's correct play this song i love this song it's a great song right you may find you by yourself. i had to buy quite a few of these songs because oh, i'm like really and i had to look oh, it up i'm like that's okay This whole record. Their the first two records great. actually are just, oh, they're so good. And the great thing and the sad thing is I can probably go to the UCD store and pick it up for three ninety nine. Yeah, you probably could. Which is great for me, but yeah. sad for, for yeah, music. Yeah, I mean, 
But I mean, you would have been able to 10 years ago anyway. Right. right? It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh God. They were, they were fantastic. The, I believe this chapter, the chapter that we are, uh, that you're open to right now is from my, my disastrous college experience, which I, which I express in like playlist form. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's all just little sad, weird little vignettes. I, I had like kind of a choice. And I think a lot of people go through this where it's like, it was clear to me what I was good at, what kind of person I was, where I needed to be, but I still felt like this urge to be, to be good, to be like a good, what I thought a good kid was, mm-hmm. you know, which meant to like go somewhere and turn into a conservative and like go work <laughs> in a bank and like, you know, have, have a normal life like people do. And that uh, was your aspiration at that age. You just were just going to get I a mean, regular honestly, job. Honestly, it was like fifty-one forty-nine in favor of that. Like there was mm-hmm. a huge part of me that was just like, I want to write, I want to act. I yeah. want to like, I want to be on stage. I want to create, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do that. There was nobody in my life who knew how to do that. Yeah. I didn't like, I just had no guidance and I had no wisdom in that mm-hmm. direction either. Like I, I, I couldn't figure it out for myself, like how to make it work. What I did know how to do was sort of try to be normal. So I tried mm-hmm. to be normal and it didn't work out. So uh, you were, then you were probably a good student if that's what, the I was, end, if you I, thought that was going to be the end game. I, uh, was for a while and then the wheels just came off. I, uh, I kind of, I max fishered it a little bit. I, I was on every club <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I was at every party and whatever. Yeah. But I like, mm, I was not real good with the going to the classes. Yeah. I was, so, yeah, I was not a good student in oh, college boy. at all. Yeah. And I wasn't, I, I never, I've never done it. I've never done drugs. Yeah. Never smoked pot. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even really drink that much in college. I just didn't like, I didn't like the book learning. Sure. I just didn't like yeah. it. It's not for everybody. No. And also, I mean. And it was so easy to skip class in college. There's no one. Nobody's going to check. I remember, I remember getting up, showering, going to the cafeteria, having breakfast, uh-huh. going to the class. Not going in, going back to my room. Like yeah. I, got, I did everything. I got and I, I was. I'm right there. I'm outside the door. I just go into class. Yeah. Go back Why? In my room. Why bother? I know. I just didn't. It wasn't. For yeah. me. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me either. And, and the thing is, I mean, now, and, and I and I think this is another thing that ne- the next generation kind of has on us. Mm-hmm. We understand that there are different ways of learning, and yeah. there are also like 20 billion things that you can do in this world. Yeah. So, like, if you want to, if you want to kind of carve your own path, you sort of can a yeah. little bit. I, I didn't. I just didn't. I didn't know. We, that I was need, able none to do of us that. knew that. Yeah. Well, that's like Kyle. Kyle came out here uh, a couple years ago, and he did an internship uh, on the Conan O'Brien show, thanks to uh, Jimmy Pardo. Nice. And uh, when I was a kid, I didn't know that you could do, oh, I, I could do no an internship idea. on Johnny Carson or something? I had no idea. I didn't know that, you, that even existed. Yeah. A friend of mine from college did an MTV internship in, in the summer, like between junior and senior year. Yeah. And I was just like, it, it, I was like, oh, wait a minute, hold, yeah. hold on. That yeah. was that what? was available to me this whole time. Yeah. I could have just done that. It, I don't think it paid anything, and I wouldn't have been able to do it. But, right. Well, uh, Conan but, didn't like, pay anything for him, but I mean, right. it was a great experience, right, Kyle? Of course. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. God, you must learn so much, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah. I, I just, I, I was not in the way of any of those things. No. I only knew kind of one way to be an adult, and I went toward it, and it, uh, it didn't work. Nope. I, although after a while, it did. Things turned out okay. What about this? Everybody loves uh, loves me, but you. What mm-hmm. happened? What's happening oh, here? That, Tell well, that, that's what... a story of uh, of my first my first boyfriend, my first uh, my first like experience with love, which again did not go well. If anything went well in my life, I would not have been able to write a book. So I'm I'm <laughs> right, actually no, really happy. You need to write. Yeah, it I'm really happy for all of the the missteps mm-hmm. and, and and the wrong turns and whatever. I'm, I'm very happy for them because uh, they give me they give me rich your uh, source material. Your bro- your your brothers and your folks they're all still with us. Yes, yes they are. Did they all, they've all read this? They okay. Uh they have my parents have. Okay. And uh and there's, you know, a moderate amount 
of sex in it. Mm -hmm. Like my two drug experiences are in the book because I, you know, because they're again, disaster stories. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, and there's not like a ton of actual sex, but there are allusions to the fact that I have had sex going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that they were, they, they read it and they passed it back and forth and they laughed and they cried and they called me after every chapter and it was great. I don't want to, I, if you, if your kids are, are are straight, you don't want to read about them having sex. So that's not even, just even, even the, the mild, the soft PG sex that are, that's in the book is hardcore, hardcore to for for Catholic people in their eighties in St. Louis who are my parents, you know? Uh, so they, so they, they read it and they were fine. And then like two days later, they, I got sad phone calls at different times of the day from both of them just about like, what are the neighbors going to think and whatever. And, uh, and I don't, you know, I mean, that is, that is, that is a real Catholic thing and a real Midwestern thing to like, to prioritize Mm -hmm. other people's opinions of you. And, um, and I, you know, and I, and I was able to kind of, to break it down with both of them, which yeah. is really nice. Uh, and, and say that, you know, if somebody has a negative reaction to something that I said or did or, or mm-hmm. whatever, that is for me. That yeah. is a, that is a, that's for me to yeah. handle. And I can handle it because I, there are plenty of people who don't like what I do and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't reflect on you. You can relax. I can handle it. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I was able to sort of, and, and talk about, you know, the fact that we're, that we're grownups now and Excuse we don't, yeah. our relationship is different now and, and we're going to do things and we're, we'll find yeah. out about things that the other one doesn't approve of. And that's fine. It, like we don't have to support and we don't have to like approve of everything. We just have to love each other. That's yeah. what family is. And it was, it was like, it was great and candid and like, and, it, and cathartic and it felt really good. I was going to say cathartic. That's my word, Dave. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and then the next day, one of my brothers went to pick it up. And they were like, well, there's some sex in, in this book. And uh, we talked to him and his editors uh, made him put that in because that's what sells books. Um, and we just, we needed to hear him say that. And he said that, and then we believe him. Like uh, just totally invented this conversation that did yep. not take place yep. at all. And uh, so that, that is what, that is how they have gotten through this right. experience or uh, to this point, it's not out yet. Yeah. The neighbors haven't read it yet. And, and PS, the neighbors aren't going to read it. Like, well, you, you're I gonna, might get you're them gonna, to buy it, you're gonna but have, I'm going to lose them in chapter one. You're gonna, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. You, or you'll have those neighbors that are looking for some dirt or something, yeah. so they might yeah. leave through. Who cares? As long as they buy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly, that's all get, that matters. Get this thing on the list. Get this thing on the list, for God's right? sake. Right? Wouldn't yeah. that be insane? It would be nice. And then, um, so then that brother took it and went on vacation with it and left it there. So nobody else is ready. <laughs> That um, was and that was my last copy. So now uh, now I'll be able to send them some. And I don't I don't know these things. I don't know. Uh, you're normally when a guest comes in here, the first thing I say before we even start recording, I oh. ask them, "Is there anything you don't want to talk about?" Yeah. But I just kind of felt that you that you would have said, "No, there's nothing I don't want to talk about." Would that have been right? Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I, I guess it's a case by case kind of. A Am thing. I asking Let's you find any out. questions that are? Uh, no, not at all. Okay, not at all. Now, are you? Are no. you? But I mean, I don't want to give the entire book away. No, no, we're not going to do that. Okay, good. I want to ask you: um, uh, are, are your parents and your brothers accepting of uh, of who you are? Ye- yes, yes, they are. Um, my parents do call Ben my roommate. Of course. Uh, How old are your parents? They're in their mid to late eighties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they are good. Both of my brothers are are, are really you know, they, they're, they always, you know, Ben is always included in yeah. things and, you know, we will have gone on like weekend trips and whatever. Yeah. And they always, you know, invite Ben along and that's, and that's really great. And all the kids, like, I didn't really ever have like a conversation with any of my nieces or nephews. I think right. it's just kind of been like, you know, Steve yeah. has Betsy and Dan has Susie and Dave has Ben, Yeah, you know, and that's kind of the way it is. Cause again, kids are different now. We were, um, 
one day um, uh, walking to uh, walking to school. Uh-huh. I was with my youngest. She's 11. And I was with my oldest. And we're walking to school. This was a couple years ago. So she wasn't 11. She might have been eight. And this uh, car went by and the boy pops out the window and he yells to my oldest daughter, hey, Sarah. And she goes, hey, Sam. And then um, and then I said, oh, who's, who's Sam? And she goes, dad, Sam's gay. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. And then my youngest daughter says, well, what's gay? Yeah. And I said, well, you know how like uh, a, a mommy, uh, a boy can like a girl? And she said, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes a girl will like a girl or a boy will like a boy. And she just went, all right. Yeah. Simple as that. <laughs> the end. Simple as that. The end. All that was, she was like, I get it. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I was, uh, my, my parents uh, used to do a thing when, like, when, a, when one of the grandkids, one of my nieces or nephews, would, uh, would be between eighth grade and freshman year, they would take them to New York for like a long weekend and mm-hmm. see some shows and, you know, get them some, get them some city, you know? Yeah. And uh, some culture. Get them some culture. And uh, so when my oldest niece was 14, uh, we, uh, I took her out to lunch and, and I guess, yeah, like, I guess Ben and I had just started seeing each other and, uh, and like, she'd probably heard snippets and whatever and knew what was going on, but like, I, I hadn't like come out yeah. to her. And, uh, and so she was like, so I understand you're in a new relationship, like very sophisticated about it. And I was like, yeah, his name's Ben, you know, I'm gay. Right. And she was like, uh, huh. and then I swear 14 years old or 13 or whatever she yeah. was, she goes, several of my boyfriends have turned out to be gay. <laughs> like 13 years old Catholic in St. Louis like right. it's, it's a different place and it could all have been you know who knows yeah she so. could have just been talking yeah or yeah. it could be true yeah it could be true who knows um, I hope it's true though because the, the, the kids coming out earlier is, is a good thing for the I kids it is yeah it is yeah I mean it's not like you know it's not you don't sign a contract right you know what I mean yeah like I really tried to be straight for a long time mm-hmm. I smooched a lot of girls didn't work out. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I figured my things out later in life. Right. If it goes the other way, who cares? If right. somebody smooches a bunch of boys and then marries a woman, who cares? Who cares? Exactly. It's a big who cares. It's a big who cares. And it's a big who cares that's <laughs> taking place now that I'm in my 40s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, now, like if it were happening when I was a teenager, it, right. would, be, it would be mind-blowing. Times are changing. Times are changing. Free your mind, chapter seven. Let's yes. hear a little bit of En Vogue. This song never gets old either. Ever. I just worked on this show called uh, Greatest Hits, which is coming on ABC uh-huh. on June 30th, and, and Vogue is on it, and they sang, yeah. uh, they sang Free Your Mind. I got to watch them rehearse and then uh-huh. tape the show. I, I must have seen them sing it 15, 16 times. Yeah. They were phenomenal. Yeah? They, is like, it all four of them? Uh, I th- it's, it's, there's three in the group right now, and two of them are original members. Okay. Two of the original four. Gotcha. But they hit it. Every time it was a home run, sure. every single I time. Bet. I bet. And they looked great and they sounded great. It, oh. was, it was really great. They had a really good moment. They yeah. too, they're like, wham. There was like two great albums mm-hmm. and yeah. then really not much of anything else ever. Is it, was it just like, did they, was there squabbling? I, Cause I remember uh, that one left. Yeah. The one I liked most left. Yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah. And then it's like, now they're just, now they're like the, uh, the four tops or what I, yeah. I, I could be getting that wrong, but like they're one of those groups where it's like, you have no idea if any original members are still right, in, right, right. You band, don't, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think there were a couple bands that were on, on this show where, um, well, like Foreigner was on. Sure. And, and only the guitarist, Mick Jones, is an original member. Yeah. Every single other person is... Yeah. They didn't sing those songs. Yeah. Toto's probably like that, right? Toto, I'm a big Toto fan, so I can answer this for you right now. Yeah. Steve Lukather and uh, Steve Picaro and David Page, all original members, they're all still in the band. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the drummer, Jeff, passed away. Right. Um, one of the... Ba- the bass player, Mike Picaro, he also passed away. Uh-huh. And uh, our family, a terrible struggle. I know, and the, um, that made me laugh. It's not even funny, <laughs> you know? it's mean, sad, it's mean. Yeah. And then, uh, and their second vocalist is now the vocalist again. So okay, right. okay, I gotcha. You didn't think you were gonna have a uh, be schooled in some Toto, uh, Pat? I know who I'm talking to, uh, I knew uh, I was going to get schooled on Toto. Uh, which chapter do, you, do we do we uh, do you come out in? Who uh, kind of free your mind? Kind of everybody okay, loves perfect. me, but you, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are those are the yeah those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. And who do you do you when do you come out to your parents? Uh, that that is like kind of gloss over that one because that's okay. That's a that's a disaster story. That's not funny. Actually, it was it was fine. It worked out okay. Mm-hmm. But it just you know the the events that transpired before it mm-hmm. are much funnier and mm-hmm. more interesting. So that's kind of what I that's what I focus focused on, on for in that. that chapter. Yeah, and when There's you a, say- a surprise visit from somebody and we shouldn't say who, but like somebody okay. somebody makes a, a cameo appearance and it's. And we're not going to say. Yeah. When you uh, when you wrote this book, was 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 your goal to be write a humorous book, a funny book? Yes. Because yes. you are funny. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it isn't, but I do. I, I mean, there are jokes sprinkled throughout, but there are a lot of sad stories in it. You know? Did I? Okay. Good. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you refer to yourself as? Do you refer to yourself as a, as a, a comedian, a host, an actor? I don't, I don't know. A journalist? I don't know. Cause you do a lot of, I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things and it, it has become a kind of a game to me mm-hmm. because I do a lot of those like talking heads yeah, shows yeah. kind of, and, and, uh, and for the, for the lower third, mm-hmm. they always have to have your name and yeah. then like a brief thing of what you do. So it was a game for me to make it something different every time because I do do like a yeah. million different things. So sometimes it's like comic and writer or mm-hmm. it, you know, comics are good comic, I guess kind of gets yeah. at it. I don't know. Um, but, but then it hit me a couple of years ago, like, Oh, that's, a problem. <laughs> like you're supposed to be able to say in two or three words what it is that you yeah, do. Yeah. And I kind of can't, like I'm yeah. busy all the time, but, uh, but I'm like, I think it, it, you know, for me to start stacking things on top of each right. other, I need to like, I need to, you know, I need to brand. You should just have a big long hyphenate under those things. I should have a big long hyphenate under those things. But the, but the thing that's, you need to be able to like, people don't yeah. want to listen. It's got to be like in two or three things. But yeah, I mean, right now I call myself a writer in comic. Yeah. Yeah, I was a stand-up. I was a full-time stand-up comedian for six or seven years, and yeah. I haven't done that for a very, very long time. But I still call myself a comedian because I think if you if you're funny, if you make other people laugh on a regular uh-huh. basis, uh-huh. and you've gotten paid to do that, yeah. I think you can. I don't think you need. Like I think some people are hardcore. If you're not, you have to be a if stand-up comedian to call yourself a comedian. But I don't right. really yeah. feel that. Who cares? Maybe you're a humorist. You know, I like humorist. That's not I bad. like humorist. Uh, and nobody else is really doing that. Right no. Now. Like nobody else is, is claiming yeah. that. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'm a humorist. Humorist. I think, I think we got I'm it. I'm a humorist. I'm a humorist who uh, lives in Los Angeles, California. We, uh, I'm a humorist. Uh, a humorist, an editor. Now, let, let's talk. I, I might be jumping ahead, but again, I don't Please. want to. I don't want to um, 
going to jump into chapter 12. And I don't okay. want to, because, uh, you know, I don't think we're blowing the book. And if anything, people no. listening to this, I think are going to say, I'm going to get that book. Okay, good. I hope so. So uh, chapter 12, play this, uh, play this uh, Spice Girl song. Oh, yeah. Want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that it started with a laugh. Yeah. I think that's, um, which one is that? It sounded ginger to me. Maybe scary. I thought it was Mel B. Huh. This is Mel B, right? No, this is Mel C. And when the Spice Girls came out, it wasn't my thing, so I kind of just didn't even care. Sure. When I hear the song, it sounds amazing. Oh, of course. Sounds All of their great. shit was great. Yeah. Another group with two great albums who then uh, fell by the wayside. I just read something that they're planning something for next year. Uh, aren't they always? They're always planning something. They the Spice it. Girls? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so this is chapter Do you think 12? all five? Is it all five? I think so, yeah. Even Posh. I think so. Even Posh, who does not need the money. No, not at all. Well, none of them need the money, probably. Posh needs a sandwich. Yeah. Too skinny. Yeah. And she could smile once in a while. I know oh, she's yeah, not right. happy with her smile. Don't be, yeah, just... Well, come on, practice, love yourself. Practice it. Love that smile. Chapter 12, practice Wannabe. Smile. Yes, Wannabe. This chapter, because I remember you from MTV, because yeah. I was a diehard MTV guy. Were like you? the whole way through, even when Kevin Seal and... Oh. And um, oh, who was the guy with the big hair that did the metal, but he wasn't really metal? Uh, Ricky Rackman? No, not Ricky. He had the big blonde hair. Oh, uh, Adam Curry. Adam Curry. And yeah. he, he didn't, he, he would, but he didn't seem metal at all. Not at all. No. Not at all. He looked like, he was like the bass player in Heart is yes. who he looked like. Yeah, that's exactly but, right. Um, yeah, so they got rid of him and for Catherine, Ricky Rackman. There was a Catherine. Ka- Carolyn Heldman. Carolyn Heldman, I remember yeah. her. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, I was yeah. I love MTV. I loved Chris- Kevin Seal so much, and I like. I still haven't met him, and I, f- I would still lose it if I met him. I, he always felt like he had like a Bill Murray type of a sense of yes. humor to me, and I really thought, oh, this guy's gonna. We're gonna hear from this guy forever, forever. Yeah, so likable. Yeah, so funny. Uh, I know. Yeah, just naturally funny, and mm-hmm. I don't. You know, he's married to uh, Lynn Sheldon. Hmm, I know that or name, Shelton. Uh, who directed Hump Day and what else? She's directed a couple of a couple of big movies. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so oh, good for him. Did yeah. she ever put him in a movie? Uh, not in the ones that I have seen. No. Come on, let Kevin Seal well, say a couple. I mean, lines. I think if he wanted to, he'd probably finagle that. Maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he just shun the spotlight. Stay at home. Dad. That's what I like to think. Is Stay at home, like, dad. You know what? Yeah, you know, they do. They have a they have a kid or two. It says know, online just, he's a stay at home dad. Is it really? Yeah. Really? Good for him. Well, Go ahead, Kevin Seal. That would, that's what would be under my thing. Comic stay-at-home dad. There you go. Um, humorist. U- humorist. Uh, I think you need a book to have a humorist, though, to say do humorist. You? I do. I kind of think you need to have a book, which you have now. So Tuesday, good, yeah. you can start saying that. Tuesday, okay. you can say it. Don't <laughs> oh say it before. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so anyway. Yes. This, there's, a, there's a contest. Yes, there is, or was. To be a VJ on MTV. That is correct. Are you sad when you turn MTV on and it's not the MTV that you and I both remember? Of course I am. Of course I am. I am and especially in a year like this, when, when David Bowie dies, when Prince dies. It, you, you wanted to... And when Tegan and Sarah have great music videos yes. and songs. Yes. Uh, like, I want to know which one my favorite one is in Fifth Harmony, but I don't know, because I don't, there's, there's not a place for them to show up to, you know? Uh, I, you know, you want there to be, like, a place that you will go for music. I know. And now there are, like, a million places that you can go for music, and it's, you know, I mean, I guess but the audience but is being not, served, but not by one thing, right. not by one There's a million places anymore. to go, but none of them are as good as MTV was when no. we were younger. But, it, I mean, nothing could be. 
Nothing could no. be. It was revolutionary. And I, it, could, it could only last as long as it did. As soon as, but as soon as the network started to do a little bit of everything, like it mm-hmm. used to be like the History Channel, that's where you go for your history. And then when, mm-hmm. they, then when they put a sitcom on or something, whatever, I'm right. making stuff up. But you know, when, when they all started to branch out and do other things that weren't what they said they were is when I really got so angry. But they're all doing, I mean, like MTV is doing, doing really know, well ratings wise, you know? Yep. So it, it's, it's like, and, and we fought with that when I was there because mm-hmm. we started to, the, the, the mission kind of changed mm-hmm. and it, and it, I mean, ratings were always important, but it became like, you know, we now know how to get like good ratings. So yeah. let's do that. So, so it was shows that have a beginning, a middle and an end yeah. so that you wouldn't, you know, turn it on for five minutes, see a video you like, and then like, uh, I'm sick of this one. Right. I'm going to change the channel or whatever. And like, and, and ratings really jump um, yeah. when when you do when you air half hour and hour shows like they really yeah. there's a huge difference and it's a bummer so they now now they've gone back to that now they're saying that they're going to try to incorporate music more and have some like performance shows and great. Some, it would be great and it would be nice if they had on-air talent again i think i think it's yeah. nice when like when I, it's great that there's like an andy cohen on bravo it's yeah. nice when like a network has a that's face, a great example you know like um, i think that's important yeah martha quinn uh was on the show we went to oh, yeah? chrissy stratton and i went up to her house wow. in malibu to record with her she was dead that was the best yeah let me tell really you nice i'll tell you because she you said she voted for me when i met her and Excellent. so i she will i will love her forever we re, uh, it was when the, uh, that, uh, that VJ book came out a couple years yes. ago. And, um, when we recorded with her, I gave her a rock solid t-shirt. You will not be getting one tonight. Oh, um, that's too bad. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't have the books with me for her to sign cause the uh-huh. publisher hadn't sent them yet. And so she said, well, when they come in, just call me and then we'll meet somewhere and uh-huh. I'll sign them. Uh-huh. And I said, great. So, uh, they came, I called her and we met in an Irwan and uh, I see her driving in her as she, uh, in her car, and she parks, and she gets out, and as she's walking towards me to sign the books, she had the Rock Solid t-shirt on. Nice. I know. Class act. That was that really Martha cool. Quinn. I know. That's really cool. So, um, I can't believe that she went out with Stiv Baders. I know. That's so crazy our, to me. Our, our clean-cut Martha Quinn. Yeah. I mean, I guess this, everybody goes through the bad boy phase, I huh? I guess so. Wow. Her husband now is very attractive. Really? Yes. I bet. Very good looking. Well and, done. And she looks phenomenal. She does. She really does. She really looks like, like it's not like, she kind of looks like Martha Quinn. You go, to, no, that's, that's Martha Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. So let's Good tell us a little her. bit about this, uh, this competition. So, yeah. I found out about it. Uh, I was just checking the charts on billboard.com mm-hmm. and they, and it said there was a, a news story about how there was going to be an open call for mm-hmm. VJs. And I was like, I, I, and what like year I is said, this? This is 1998. Okay. And, uh, and like I said, I was, I was trying to be a normal person. Mm-hmm. I had an advertising job. I wasn't very good at it. I was trying to do the normal thing. It wasn't working out for me at all. And I was like, this is, this is my chance. This is what I'm going to, this is how I'm going to break out. You it, was, know? it was like American Idol is now. It was, you it know? was. I mean, and, and honestly, thank God it happened when it did and not after Survivor yeah. and American Idol yeah. and, and all these other shows, because it would have been like a, it would have been like a 16 week yeah. process. And they only did it this one time, correct? No, they did it three, they, they did, did it for it three, three years. Yep. I don't remember the other people that yep. won. Um, and it was, it was over the course of like three days. Okay. Three or four days. And uh, yeah, so I, I went and I stood in line and I auditioned and I read a cue card. What time do you get myself. there? Got there at like four in the morning. Why do, you, in the why morning. do you get there so early, Dave? I got there early because I know myself and I know that like if I'm, if I'm going to get in, it's going to mm-hmm. be because of like, like personality, but not big personality. Yeah. I'm not going to be like a character and right. like dazzle you. 
Like I'm just going to be like a relatable sort of guy that yeah. you might like or whatever. The guy that would you'd watch and you'd go, he seems like one of my friends that I would talk about exactly. music with. Exactly. Yeah. And and in my mind, like everyone's going to get sick of seeing faces real early. So it was like it was it was crucial that I'd mm. be one of the first people they see because like that a, was smart. a face like mine is just going to be a face in the crowd. That know? was smart. After after like. 10 in the morning, forget it. So I got there at four and the thing started at nine and I was one of the first people. And, okay. and so it worked out well. And I, uh, and how I, did you think it went? I thought it went great. Okay. But cool. again, I was like, I had no idea what I was seeing, you yeah. know? And I, and I got a couple of people's business cards and whatever. And they were like, well, we'll call you. And, uh, and I didn't know, I just didn't know what to expect at all. Yeah. But I, but, but because I had these business cards, I was like, maybe I can get my, maybe I can get in as a writer or a PA or something. Like I, I didn't yeah. like, maybe I can just start over. And yeah, uh, at that point, you're just like, hey, it'd be great if this weren't. weren't yeah, I would just like to work for this company. I would company, just like to period. do anything. I would like yeah. to get your sandwiches for you in this building. Right? I just yeah. want to be there, and be like, around and it, and see if there's a place where I fit in here. You know, maybe ride in the elevator with Steve Baders, and you'd be fine yeah. with that. Oh, he was long gone by then. Oh, sad, so um, sad. Yeah. Rock and peace, Steve Baders. The, the, the Baders and the and the Porcaros. And can I ask you this? That would be a, that's a, that. Now they had a feud, right? Like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh, of course they did. Of course they did. Um, Look where it got them. Were Cold you the, the good-looking, svelte uh, Dave Holmes that I'm sitting oh, across from? Oh, nuts! Back right uh, now. We, no, I was super fat. Uh, I wasn't super fat, but I was I was much heavier. You were husky. At the time. I was a husky dude. Yeah, I was a husky dude. And the hair was curlier and a little longer, I think. If I remember, was it? I think. Uh, I think at the beginning it was kind of short. Okay. Um, but I but I tried every hairstyle under mm. the sun <laughs> because I had to see myself a lot. Like once yeah. I did get the job, spoiler mm. alert, I end up getting the job. What? Yeah, in the, in the long run, um, I had to see. I had to look at myself on the television a bunch, and that's horrific. And it's for the, anyone the I think. most horrific. Yeah. And, uh, and like, you know, and I had low self-esteem and I was much heavier and yeah. like, I didn't like my hair and I didn't like my clothes yeah. and whatever. So like, so I would, I would ask the hair people like, just do something new. Just like, just ev like every month, two months, just like try it. I had like a blonde stripe. Yeah. I straightened it. I like, I was, I did all manner of, of bad, bad hair moves. Uh, yeah, it, it was rough. Me and John Norris, I think both, we really, I think we, we, we're neck and neck for oh, most yeah, hairstyles. Yeah. He would switch it up. John Norris was very weeks. skeletal. Very skeletal. Still is. What, and what is he doing now? What's John Norris doing? He, he just, like, they just got rid of all the MTV news people, mm -hmm. basically, like a year ago, maybe. He was so still he's, at he's MTV? he's freelancing here and there. He was yes. still at MTV? Yes, he was. He would show up at the, uh, like, at the, at the awards, and, and, and he would write stuff for the, the, the website and whatever. Yeah. He had, like, basically tenure, you know? So how like long? Kurt Lauder, but. So how long of a process was this until they? Now uh, you you didn't win. No, I did not win. But no. you did win. It, uh, you after were like a while. You were like Clay. You're like Clay Aiken in this whole thing. In so many ways, I'm like Clay Aiken. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about uh, that. It's so funny. I was thinking more along the lines of just all the terrible looks through the years. <laughs> but I mean, in many ways, our lives have have run parallel. Uh, I yeah. So I uh, I didn't get it. Uh, but I went to the rap party and I, and I got more business cards and I just, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep calling right. until they have me in for a meeting yeah. or tell me to right. never call them again. And, uh, and so I did, and I got myself a writing job. And then from that, I, I was, I like, I tested for a show and got picked up and the show got picked up and then it just sort of all happened. And I was there mm -hmm. for a while. And, uh, one of, one of the things I like in the book is the, the guy who won is mm -hmm. Jesse Camp. That's correct. And you say that not one day of your life goes by where mm -hmm. people don't ask you about Jesse Camp. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I would bet money that the first time I met you, I probably asked you, 
you about might have, Jesse Camp. I don't know because it because it doesn't phase me anymore. Right. But, but it, now Jesse have. Camp, how do we explain to people how that do don't we? know? He was kind of like well, I mean, he was a, he, he was kind of like a little Polly Shore before there was a Polly Shore. Oh, he was after there was a Polly Shore. Oh, he was after. Oh yeah. I got my timeline all fucked up tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. I don't know how to explain it. He looked like like a punk rock type kid. He was kind he doesn't of one look of those like glammy, he, like St. Mark's kids. With ADD, like, it seemed like he had ADD. Yeah, he was just, or, he was like a, you know, like the, the dirty kids who hang out in yeah. like where the rock clubs are. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of glammy. The hair was sort of, it was sort of big. He was like bone skinny yeah, like he would very play tall. bass in D-Generation or something. Something like something that. Like, yeah. Exactly. Something like that. Like an East Village kid. And what was his character like? I don't he, even. He was, he was very. I found it annoying to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think most. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. Uh, he had a, he had a strong fan base, and then everybody else was kind of kind of annoyed. Yeah, which which by the way is exactly the kind of person who wins that contest. Exactly, you know what I mean? You give you give viewers like a chance to vote. That's what they yeah. You give do. Them, you give That's them the power, do. and they vote for Trump. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, uh, and and yeah, I mean, he he was just very you know. Um, he was very scattered. He was 18 years old. Um, he, I don't know what he was on, right. but like he was just, you know, like a, a zillion bangles and, 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 and like yeah. bracelets and whatever. And it'd take an hour to arm. put those on. In the yeah. Morning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, just a real, a real mess. But, uh, but a lovely kid, yeah. a very nice guy just kind of got caught in the crosshairs of fame and I, and he has not been the same since, and or he, he got, actually he's been exactly the same he, since. He got a record deal. He had an album he out. He did get a record deal. Yeah. Toward the end of that year, he got, uh, he got a record deal with Hollywood records and they paid him so much and money. He had a video that was, he had a video and heavy you know rotation. That album, that album is not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. There are a couple of great songs on that album. There really are. And then how long was he on air talent? I mean, after his year, did they, did he fade away or was he uh, one for? No, he, he got that deal and went off on what was supposed to be kind of a long tour. And then never and that back. was, that was that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yep. And then you become on air talent and you do yes. all kinds of stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. They kept me really busy. What was really good about, about working there was that once you're in the door, mm-hmm. once they trust you, yeah. then it's just like, all right, just, you, you can, you'll, they'll just let you do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was, and there was always something to do. There were always live events and there was always, you know, were you at live aid? Spring break. I was at, uh, no live aid was 85. I don't know any of the timeline. What's here. going on in your mind? Were right you now? at the us festival? No, I wasn't. Were you at Woodstock? But I did do live earth. <laughs> I did do live earth. That's that, what I'm uh, thinking of. Um, yeah. The Bravo thing. And I did that with Duff who Duff. could not have been cooler. Not She's Duff the McKagan. Not from Duff Guns McKagan. Roses. No, Karen Duffy. Yes. Uh, didn't model, she, she, actress. Didn't she date VJ. George Clooney? Uh, no. Well, she might have dated him for a while. They're did. they're very close friends. Okay. She she's in, she's in the place in uh, Lake Como all, all the right. time. Uh, she. Oh, I shouldn't. I should. Okay. No. Yeah. Should I? No, I'm not going to. She told she me was, a really funny. She story. was That's really funny. cute. She is, and she's Super still cute. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And she's married to like some old money guy in New York who's awesome, <laughs> and they have a kid, and they're she's and she's, she's doing great. Yeah, she's doing really. Did well. you ever Did you ever do Farm Aid? No. Damn it. No. Never did. Never did farm it. Did you ever go to Coachella? I did ages ago. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and I felt like I was too old for it then. This is probably like, it was the year of Yankee Ho- Hotel Foxtrot, whatever year that was, because I remember buying that on the way out. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Bjork was the headliner, and, uh, and it was just, it was too many kids on drugs, and I couldn't handle it. Um, you did do some of the spring break things, though, because that I did was many, many those spring were, break things. The, yeah. the stuff in the book is really funny about Thank it. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, 
Those those must those must have been really fun, right, Dave? Oh uh, no, no, not what? really. I mean, they were they're fun, but like it's you know I got there when I was twenty six or twenty seven. So you're eight years past. So I'm when much too old yeah. to be in Cancun for spring break, and it's like fun to be on air, and it's fun to be like the ringleader and right. to get kids like you, but you, know, you, you screaming and shouting, but. You no. don't, yeah, you don't know it's not going to be fun. You think you're- Oh, of course. I'm just like, yeah, this yeah, is, we're yeah, all going to stay in. in the same place and it's just going to be a party. Yeah, fucking I'm going to be working with all my friends. Gonna it's going to be great. <laughs> lit is going to be uh, there. <laughs> but, but, and, and it's, all of that is true, but it's, you know, it, it's also, you know, it's a show and it's work. And then it's like, when you want to go and kick back and have a drink somewhere afterwards, you can't because it's Cancun, Mexico and everyone there is 18 years old and they've been drinking sugary things all day and they're belligerent and awful. And, and you can't, like everyone who works everywhere thinks you're a spring breaker. So they blow a whistle in your face uh-huh. and like yeah. ring a bell and, you know, try to pour, pour a beer down your throat and all that. And it's like, no, stop it. Don't touch me. I, can I read this one part in the book? So I don't want to do and, whatever you like. Okay. I'm going to start it's the last page. No, it's no, not. don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out who Dave murdered. Um, there's a contest. Uh-huh. In the book. Yeah. And this this girl, it says, as the song switched to Jay-Z's Can I Get a, uh, this girl, uh, uh, she starts... Uh, yeah, uh, let me just set the stage a yeah, little bit. Okay. It's, it's 10 in the morning, 11 okay. in the morning. Okay. Uh, we're at Fat Tuesdays. There is a DJ who is like setting the kids, like it's, you know, hey, you from over there and you, what's your name? Trish, whatever. Great, come over here. And like just grabbing two people and then having them be like, Having have, having them do like a dance contest, right? Right, and uh, and and the, as the couples uh, progress, they get dirtier and dirtier um, and because they're drunk, and it's the morning, and it's Wednesday, and, and then this and, then this happens, and then this this awful thing happens. It says, <laughs> the girl uh, pulling OC bo- OC's board shorts down and putting his dick in her mouth. Yeah, and then you write his dick, a stranger's dick in her mouth. On a stage in Mexico in front of 200 hooting, slobbering, still drunk from last night college kids, two horrified adults, and DJ Timbo at 11.03 a.m. on a Wednesday. Couple number three won, and the prize was a daiquiri. The prize was a daiquiri. <laughs> I think... Now they, I, I think... A daiquiri. Like, I don't even think two da- I don't even Just think one, one in fridge. It, I think a daiquiri straws. and two straws, yeah. She already had his straw in her mouth, Absolutely. so it didn't matter. Absolutely, No, yeah. so that doesn't air. Oh, no, no, this wasn't, we weren't rolling. We were just like, I, I was with a location manager friend, and she was just like, you want to see the sights of Cancun? I got to look at places crazy. to do things. And I was like, sure, yeah, fine. Yeah. That's crazy. It's rough. It's real rough. <laughs> it's real rough. Uh, that woman has her own uh, reality show now. She's a millionaire. She's an Instagram star. <laughs> That, that is the kind of thing that gets you really famous these days. She was ahead of her time. That, that would get you famous now. Yeah. That was the equivalent of not wearing your uh, panties when you would get out of a car. Oh, that was the thing for man. a while. I just, that, start, I just started doing that last week, so I'm a little that, behind. The, I mean, and like, did you ever think that you would come to be nostalgic for it? Because now that's kind of over. <laughs> let's, um, I want to ask you a question, but first let's, play, let's play the song. Let's just play Unpretty. Oh, sure. Because it goes, then... That's chapter 15. TLC. Rock and Peace Left Eye. So many rock and pieces with this playlist. Body count. Every time I think I'm through. 
then in in, uh, in this chapter at the end, you you just have like a couple paragraphs about some people like Kid Rock, uh-huh. Tara Reid and her friend, Mark yeah. Wahlberg, Johnny Depp. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Puff Daddy and Dreamland. Yeah, Bass it's like Dream. you know what I know. Like I didn't. I'm not here to write a tell-all. No, I'm no, just not. But. I have some stories. Are, yeah. I have some stories, and these are the ones that got past the lawyers. And this is just, uh, this is one about, this just cracked me up the way this was written. This was about Tommy Lee. Oh, boy. And this is when he had his uh, Methods of Mayhem album out, yep. which featured uh, Fred Durst and Little Kim. Oh. And you said that uh, in the rocker style of the day, Tommy Lee was speaking at all times like a black character from a story written in a white supremacist creative writing workshop. A lot of crib, a lot of word, and a mega dose of yo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was his thing. Like all kinds of crib and uh, one love and all that shit. And then you like, say just on, a girl Tommy comes Lee. up and says that she would suck his dick like all night long. Yeah. And then that's when you realize, oh, people just say that to Tommy Lee all that's the time. That's Tommy Lee's life. That's Tommy Lee's life. People ask me about Jesse Camp. Yeah. People walk up to Tommy Lee and they're like, I'm going to suck your dick. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes. So how, how long did you work at MTV? I was there for about four years, four and a half years. And then did you, uh, did you leave on your own? Or did I kind of just... did, yeah. I mean, I found like, you know, your, your shelf life there tends to be about four years, five years, you know, unless you're in the news department, uh, like I said before. Uh, those guys go on forever, but, uh, or did. Um, but yeah, but like the people who, who are like doing all the on-air events and stuff, like yeah. generally you get a good four or five years. Yeah. And, and I knew people were coming in and, and I was like, I kind of found that I was like, my phone was ringing less and less, like the checks were coming cause yeah. you were under contract yeah. or whatever. But I was like, I was less and less busy. And, and I started working on a show out here for them. And like little by little, I was spending more and more time out here and more of my belongings started to move West. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, and I had like maybe six months left on my contract. And I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to keep working on this show out here. Yeah. And then I'm just going to, I think I'm going to let that be that. Okay. And, uh, and it was, you know, I, certainly the call was going to come that that's what was going to happen anyway. Right, right. But I felt like it had to come from me. Like the idea of them doing it was like unthinkable to me. I couldn't, I couldn't bear it. Right. Even though it's not like, it's not like you're fired. Right. It's just, you know, you have, you have kind of a, you have a shelf life, you have a shelf life and, uh, and it ends. And, yeah. uh, and so like, it was important to me that I be the one to end it. You know what I mean? So I, so I did. And then I, and then I just kind of ended up living here. You know what job there's no shelf life for? What? A humorist. That's true. Do it. Till, Go on and on. Calvin Trillin. The end of days. Still at it. Yep. Still That's you. Poems. That's you now. Maybe. You're not, not Calvin Trillin. No, I like him though. I mean, except for the, the Chinese food poem recently was not, was not his best work, but the, um, I do like him. Is, is LA, do you feel like LA is the place for Dave Holmes? Do you feel like this is home for you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm in New York a lot because mm-hmm. now, because I'm working at Esquire and they're there. Yeah. And so like, so I get, I'm, I'm there every couple months for okay. a while and like, and I'm probably going to go do like some stretches there like I did in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think I might go and, and like live there for a month just because there's a lot to do. Okay. And I and that that to me is kind of the ideal situation. I do love L.A., mm-hmm. but I can't be here all the time because I notice myself getting soft and I don't like it. So like, I, I, but I don't also, I don't So you go to New York, York to, to harden yourself up. Yeah, I mean, I just go to kind of remember what it's like to have to work hard, you know what I mean? And have to deal with other people and, and inconveniences and weather and mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. anger and public transportation and all the things that a person should have to deal with. Right. You know? So I think I think the, the situation I have now is kind of ideal. I think. Let's hear Kyle play a little bit of a song called Any Little Town um, oh. by the Push Stars. Were you familiar with the song? I was not. No. No. Oh, they're the greatest. Oh, this is an early this is an early this is like a demo. And I've been sinking in your face. Oh wow. Been thinking that this race is over. 
this, this is like a demo. Oh, you see every time you smile, this is from an album called Emergency and I. No, that's the uh, uh, dismemberment plan. Oh, I'm sorry. I have the wrong thing highlighted. Yeah. This is from an album called Tonight. Yeah, that's, this is like an early, this is like an okay. indie version. It's of cool, song. though. It is. It's a good song. But the, the then they went, they got signed to Atlantic or mm-hmm. something. You should, uh, you should download the uh, the one from, uh, f- what's the name of the album? I'll find uh, it. Back to the Party. Okay. I think it's called. But they're, they're fantastic. After the Chris, Party? After the Party, after yes. The par- after the Party of One. After the, there it is. Uh, Chris Trapper of the Push Stars is now a solo artist. Mm-hmm. He plays, uh, he will come through town and play Genghis Cohen a bunch. You would love him. Oh, cool. He's fantastic. I know if you like Cohen. Dan Fogelberg, forget it. You God. would love him. Now, we, we started the show off where we talked about the tragedy in Orlando. Yeah. You were in New York during 9-11. Yeah, yeah. I flew in like an hour before. Like that That was really like when I was reading the book, I was like, I didn't, I, didn't, I mean, that's not something you just talk about. Right, right. But, um, but you, also, you also slept through 9-11. I did. I did, yeah. Which I might it. be the best way to get through 9-11. I think so, yeah. As I say in the book, I think I'm the last, like aside from babies and the very old, I think I'm yeah. the last person in Manhattan to have found out about it because I, I got home. I was supposed to start rehearsals for a show the next day that I found out I got the day before and I was super excited. And I Rocky, got on a red Rocky eye. Horror picture it was a Rocky show. Horror show on Broadway, yeah. And uh, and I got, I took the red eye and I got into Newark at like mm-hmm. 7 or 7.30 or something. Yeah. And, uh, and I like, and I got home and I said, like my roommates were passing me and going off to work. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to get some shut eye. And like, cause I was supposed to start, yeah. you know, working and, uh, and I slept and I, and I just like, I heard some noise, but I was like, that doesn't concern me. And uh, that would have been buildings coming down, Dave. No, no. Honestly, I, I didn't hear that noise, okay. but I just heard like, you know, the chatter of like people in my apartment and whatever. And it, like, it just didn't, I was like, okay, I, that's, you were just like, shut up. Just people. be quiet. Be Damn quiet. It. Yeah. I got to sleep. So yeah, I woke up at like maybe one, one thirty, and crazy. everything had happened. So yeah. it was like, it was like the walking dead, you know, like mm-hmm. where he gets shot and then it's like, he wakes up and it's a completely different world. So people that were, uh, some people that were living in the apartment you were in actually could, you could look out your window and see. Yeah. Yeah. We had a roof deck and, uh, like from our apartment, we couldn't see it, but there, there was a roof deck Uh that that had like this view that was beautiful. And, and, and it was just like, just a, just a dome of Mm. just, just dust and smoke. And, uh, horrifying. I mean, again, it it, it was, it was similar to what I'm talking about with Orlando, where it was like, it was so horrible that we kind of, nobody could process it at the time. Like, I mean, it was obviously horrible watching it on TV out here. Yeah. It was, you're watching it on TV. So it was all, it was, I mean, it was like watching an action movie or something because you're watching it, but you don't, you can't, you know, you don't, it doesn't immediately, you you know, connect it. Well, yeah. There's people in that building and there's how many people are in there. You're just yeah. kind of watching these events happen. Yeah. It was, yeah. but being right there, I mean, after you woke up and, and yeah. realized and, and what was going you, on, I, it took me longer than I'm comfortable mm-hmm. admitting to realize that they didn't like when I heard, I heard that they fell down. Mm-hmm. So I f- picture them falling right. down sure. just I mean, like, like a tree falls down. Yeah. So I was like, we're not architects, many, Dave. Yeah. And, but actually, like one of my high school friends, who's who's in the book, is an architect, mm-hmm. and like, explained the whole thing to me because yeah. that like they're they're built in such a way that they collapse in on themselves. Okay. And I'm not going to get into whether jet fuel can melt steel or whatever. Like we're Do not going to have a 911 truth or moment. We're not going to have a rock solid exclusive. No, we're not. Right. We're not. Uh, but I just assumed, like when I first heard, I just thought, like how many 
tens of thousands mm. of people must have died if that is the case. But I mean, it, it was, it was also, it was plenty bad the way that it happened. Yeah. Um, but I just, it, it was, uh, it, to have seen it and, and heard about it all at the exact same time was a little, little jarring. Did you, uh, any, did you know anyone that passed in that? I do. Yeah. A couple of people, a couple of friends from college and, uh, and the, the, the boyfriend of a friend of mine from my improv mm-hmm. team. God. And they, uh, they were like, they were engaged, but they were sort of being cool about it and they had a kid and whatever. And, uh, and he passed and she, you know, that's awful. That, I mean, she, she's not, she's like officially not a nine 11 widow. So there are a whole bunch of benefits that she can't get and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But yeah. I, and I didn't even find out about that until a couple months later, you know, cause ever, I mean, like we had sort of lost touch a little bit and then the, yeah. the word reached me, I guess it was a couple of weeks later or whatever. What um, did, that uh, was, now you, what, what did, what, what went on in the aftermath when you were right there? Did you go out and venture out and we did, walk yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, my roommates and friends just kind of roamed the city. We did a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. It was like, it was a really boozy time. It was were a really boozy, Were you afraid to walk around time. there? Were you afraid no, to? No, it wasn't at all. You didn't no, think? Nobody, okay. No, I didn't, I kind of didn't feel, like it, everything felt so much on lockdown mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like we were ever, like I, I wasn't worried that I was going to get shot or that there was going to okay. be a bomb anywhere or whatever. For sure, like if somebody dropped something, everybody like jumped out of their skin, yeah. you know, because we were just tense. We're like highly strung. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we basically just like, we roamed the city and, and just kind of took it all in. It's all, it's all, it's all in the book. It's in the book. Am I, am and, I, am and, I having you tell too much? No, I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. There's another cameo appearance from another, yeah, another famous person who we're not going to say. How, now you, you flew there to start rehearsals on the show. When yeah. does, when does that happen? I mean, when a nine 11 happens, yeah, then it's I like, assume okay, just, we'll get back to this show at some point. Were I you the guy calling like it. every day? Hey, I flew out here for this. Yeah. When am I going to come yeah. down? Yeah. No, I mean, I was ready to do it, but also like, uh, you know, you're, your priorities. So how long, seriously, how long was it? I think it it came back in like November and I did it sometime around November, December, something like that or or early in the next year. But yeah, I did end up doing it. It was great. Met Sebastian Bach. He played Riff Raff. (laughs) You met my friend, uh, Kristen Kelly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Who, who were you in the show? I was the criminologist. I was the oh, guy who okay. tells you how to do the time warp. They were sort of like stunt casting it with uh, with all like New York media types. Mm-hmm. So it was like Penn and Teller and Cindy <laughs> Adams and somebody from New York One and then me and then, you know, Sally Jesse Raphael or whatever. <laughs> it was real weird, but awesome. I think Robin Leach did it for a week. <laughs> yeah. I was in good company, man. That was real good company. We're going to jump to uh, chapter 20, Kyle, if you could hit us with a little bit of a song called Losing My Edge. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm losing my edge. I'm losing my edge. The kids are coming up from behind. I'm losing my edge. Now, in this chapter, this is when you find out that you're you're not that you're not staying in touch with with music and maybe things that you would like to stay in touch with. Yeah, yeah. Because you're with someone. Yeah. And they go crazy because the Strokes mm-hmm. walk by the mm-hmm. whole band, literally the entire band. And you're like, I don't even know who, I don't know who they are. Who, who they are? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I lost touch, and I never imagined it would happen. Yeah. It was my superpower, mm-hmm. and it like and it started to fade. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's really terrifying. See, that's where having kids comes into. Yeah at least a little bit keeping you uh, sure, up to date with sure. some things. Do you, do they make you listen to top 40? No, my, my, uh, my 16 year old, it's all about Spotify and she'll, sure. you know, they'll recommend like if she's listening to, uh, I'll say Tegan and Sarah, just cause we were talking and uh-huh. they'll recommend things to her. So I, uh, she's always listening to stuff that I've never heard before. Sure. 
Sure. And, you know, when I drive her to school, you know, I'll let her play her music in the car. And it's right. really, it's kind of refreshing. I mean, That's I don't. nice. Like, like what's a, Say Hi? Do you know, know that band? No. Yeah, I, I bet I can name a, Mal Blum? Nope. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. I, I feel like you're making these up. I'm not. Okay. I know, because I always tell her, I go, oh, we can listen to the new album by Mal Blum? Yeah. And yeah. she goes, that's so old, because I do it every day. Of course you do. But, um, yeah, it's all these, all these bands. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I, it's impossible for me to keep up. I will tell you, I'm, I'm so delighted that I love the new Tegan and Sarah as much as I do. Top to bottom. Because it's like, it feels very current, and yet I love it. Mm-hmm. And, all, and I'm telling you, I, this is the second time I'm mentioning it, though, Fifth Harmony. They, I know they get played all over Top 40 Radio, which I haven't listened to in a decade yeah. and haven't missed. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it is such a perfect pop album. I can't, I can't stop listening they, to it. They were also on the, uh, the Greatest Hit show. I really? Just on what now. is the show? What can you tell me? It's, oh, I, it's, I can tell you everything. It, it comes out uh, June 30th uh-huh. on, a, on ABC. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a summer series. Yep. And they take, um, they take new artists and classic artists and they put them together and they sing the classic artists song, like um, Andre Day sang with um, Bonnie Raitt. Great. And uh, what's his name? Who's the guy from Fun? Nate Roos. Mm-hmm. He sang I Want to Know What Love Is with Foreigner. I mean, and, and everyone, everyone uh, is singing live. Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. Uh, it was really, yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. What did Fifth so, Harmony do? Uh, I forget what, like, you know what? I think they, I think they sang a medley of... Destiny's Child songs. Okay. That's what they did. Because okay. if, if, sometimes if we couldn't get the artist, then we sure. pay tribute to. And every gotcha. episode is like, one episode will be 80 to 85. One uh-huh. will be 85 to 90. It's Oh, I love all, it. Yeah, it's really cool. That's great. Yeah, lots of fun. Oh, I mean. And great, perform- great performances. Who's hosting? Why isn't it? Uh, Arsenio Hall. Get the fuck out of here. And a new country artist named um, Kelsey Ballerini. Uh-huh, sure. Do you know her? I do. And... Um, and Arsenio is 60 and she's 22. Okay, great. So I gave them a joke one day for her to say, um, you know, between us, we have 82 years of experience. Yeah. Because yeah. he asked how old she is. She goes, yeah. I'm 22. Yeah. So between us. And he was like, okay. <laughs> but uh, Ray, Ray Parker Jr. sings Ghostbusters. Oh, He pulls up wow. in the Ghostbuster car and he gets out. It's, it's phenomenal. Wow. Kenny Loggins. Now, is that a greatest hit? That is a greatest hit. Wow. Right? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it was number I mean, one. It's a hit. I think it was number one for like three or four weeks. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure yeah. that's true. I'm sure that's true. Well, I think because the, they, Ghost, that got the him Ghostbusters on, That got him on Give out. Me a Break. And the Ghostbusters movie's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So. I get it. I get it. I get the tie-in. <laughs> now, uh, okay. Oh, but, but I, I, uh, I, what I credit for like saving my life and keeping me current and keeping me from like despairing and, and you know listening to, you know, ju- and just going back to the 80s and staying there mm-hmm. is the Hold Steady, like who I just absolutely love. And they're like our age, you mm-hmm, know, they're right. like grownups who make music that is fresh and interesting and like vital and and like, and, and so full of all of the things that I love. Yeah. Like they incorporate all the things that I am and that I love. And, and I, and I, and they, they brought me back into the fold and it made me very happy. And what makes me happy. But none of the happier, chapters are from hold steady songs. No, they're not. No. Cause I kind of went and tried to go chronologically. Yeah, yeah. No, I get, the, I get yeah. it. Um, but, uh, Craig Finn of the hold steady is going to be hosting my, uh, my event on the night the book comes out in, uh, in Brooklyn at book court on June 28th. Yeah. Yes. Mary There's a hand in the air. I don't know. I don't know. My favorite band's Cheap Tricks. Ah, okay. Maybe. That's why oh, he's yeah. bringing that in. I, okay. That sounds right. Yeah. 
So let's do some uh, let's do some quick promoting. Let's do it. First, where can we find you on Twitter? At Dave Holmes. Do you have a website? I do not. Well, I mean, there's sort of, there's one for the book, DaveHolmesParty.com. Okay. okay, great. Yeah. Uh, and the book comes out, Kyle, comes tell, out. Us, tell us when the book comes out, Kyle. June 28th. June 28th. June 28th. 2016. You're listening today. It's Thursday. Buy this book on Tuesday. Pre-order yeah. it right now. If you're in uh, if you're in Brooklyn uh, on the 28th, I will be doing an event at Book Court on the 29th. I'll be at uh, Kramer Books in Washington, D.C. Uh, with Linda Holmes of NPR, who is no relation. Uh, I'll be in St. Louis on July 11th at Grand Center and uh, at Book Soup in L.A. on July 13th. Great. This is fantastic. Yeah, How excited yeah. are you? I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Now... We always play a playout song, Dave, and yeah. normally I would have just played the last song that's on your playlist. Sure. But um, today, because we talked about it at the beginning, um, today Kyle informed me that Melissa Etheridge just released a song called Pulse. Really? With all the proceeds for this song are going to go to the victims of the Orlando shooting. Wow. That's great. And so at the time of this record, it's not available for purchase, no. but they said it will be available for purchase. So maybe by the time you're listening to yeah, it, you you'll can... be able to purchase. So please, okay. please do purchase it because you get a song and money goes to a good cause. Yeah. And she's written songs like this before she wrote Scarecrow about Matthew Shepard. Yeah. Am I saying his name right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, Tuesday morning about Mark Bingham. And, uh, so as soon as Kyle told me this, uh, since Melissa's been a guest on the show, I reached out to her people and I asked if we could play the song in its entirety to close out oh, I'm so the glad. show. And, uh, if and she said yes, they said, they okay, said good, yes. Good, good. So thank you to, uh, team Melissa, uh, Steve German and Adam Lowenberg and Katie Monk and Melissa Etheridge. Uh, thank you for being here, Dave. Certainly. Thank uh, you for having me. This was great fun. I really yeah, love this. This is a great show. Thanks. Uh, we're at rock solid show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis and Kyle's at Kyle Dotson funny. And this in its entirety is Melissa Etheridge's pulse. Everybody's got a pain inside Imaginary wounds they fight to hide How can I hate them? Everybody's got a pulse I dream in a world that wants my soul It tells me if I hate, I can control But I don't believe it, I cannot conceive it Cause everybody's got a pulse I am human, I am love my heart beats with my blood Love will always win Underneath the skin Everybody's got a pulse Once again I hang my head to cry I can't find a reason why they died We will find the answer Blowing in the wind Everybody's got a pulse I am human I am love And my heart beats With my blood Love will always win Underneath the skin 
Everybody's got a pulse. Who you gonna hate now? When there's no one left but you. Who are you gonna gun down? If you can't kill the truth, that's inside of us. It's inside our blood. It's inside of us. I am love And my heart beats In my blood Love will always win Underneath the skin Everybody's got a pulse I am human I am love And my heart beats In my blood Love will always win Everybody's got a pulse I am human I am love And my heart beats In my blood Love will always win Underneath the skin Everybody's got a pulse Everybody's got a pulse.